No matter what we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. Another episode of the Stereo Bros Podcast. It's your boy, the mayor of Calitoville, the purveyor of all things pumpkin and pistachio. When it comes to lattes, your boy PNL. Who else we got in the building with us? <laughs> Greetings, everybody. It is Hat Chef Suit. So happy to be here this evening. <laughs> guys, it's Jazzy. Here we go. Happy New Year and all that. It's episode 73. Um, and we got to get right into it, you know, so it's a new year and all that, you know, um, new year, new me, as they say, I cut off everybody on the first, which is nobody because I don't got nobody to cut off because if I cut you off, I went to the first, it's immediate and it's, exactly. it's direct and it's, it's not hidden. There's it's no two ways about it, but, uh, I recently watched this great film with Jack from Titanic a.k.a. Leo DiCaprio. It was called Don't Look Up. And it was a disaster in the world type movie, but it was done in a comedic sense. And what was great about it was that it had hints of realism. It definitely felt like predictive programming because if you haven't watched the movie, spoiler alert, the president chose capitalist gain over saving the fucking world. And it didn't end too well. But she and... Her billionaire friends had a way off of Earth on a a ship that would cryo-freeze them and let them, you know, survive long enough to find, like, a new place to live. And she even left her son back on Earth to die. Now, he survived this comet hitting the Earth. So it was an extension-level event. He survived and came out in a bunker, apparently, as the only survivor on earth which would have been lonely because how you gonna make sex with with yourself mm-hmm. and you eat say food and stuff sex? too like you gotta eat food and stuff too but oh come on jazzy come on he said you gotta make sex for yourself <laughs> so <laughs> it got me to thinking if i had to put a bunker together hypothetical mm-hmm. bunker of like five people that would be the only people that would survive the earth or like you know to not the only people to survive, but my survivors, who would I pick? And it was tough because I would think, well, damn, you know, I already got like kids in the ribs. So that's like three slots right there. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you know, should I slide in like um, some ladies that act in adult films? Should I slide in like some dancer ladies? Maybe I should slide in like a, a poet type lady that you know does poetry and shit and you know got candles in her room like i was trying to figure out (laughs) because my thinking is like yo i'm gonna have to have like a tribe i'm gonna have to now spread my loins and my name you know once we out of the bunker i'm gonna have to like debunk and um you know help repopulate the earth and all that so 
I think my bunker would be uh, me with additional lady resources to help, you know, raise family. Lady resources. So you and other women to help repopulate the earth. And my kids too, yeah. And your kids too. Yeah. And then once we added the bunker, my kids, my seeds, marry they seeds, marry they seeds. That's how we keep new earth money all in the family, I suppose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Raekwon <Raquan> voice. <laughs> That's insightful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I Until you just said, um, I don't know. Initially, when you said bunker, I'm thinking like, who do I like the most and who do I want to hang out with for the rest of my life? Yeah, yeah, that too. It, it could be that. And I thought, wait, I should be thinking of like, who knows engineering? Who knows, you know, social social engineering and can put together a government and, you know, some to- type of like legal structural system for us to abide by in our new world. Like, I think that would be important in the in the decision making as well. But if you got to pick four people to go with you, and it ain't got to be anybody like actual by name, because I don't want nobody to get offended. Yo, I'm not a Jazzy Bunker. It's fucked well, up. You got off easy because you have a whole family already. I am. <laughs> or it could be it could be hypothetical celebrities. It could be, uh, you know, like Kevin Samuels to help out in terms of government. I would bring Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's a good one because he he's smart on his science stuff. There you go. Hard as fuck. Um. Somebody funny, Dave Chappelle, because he's funny. He would have great commentary. (laughs) Um, I would bring Idris Elba so we could procreate. Okay, that's a that's a good choice. That's a good choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Humanity gonna be beautiful. Um, (laughs) who would who would be a good celebrity friend? City girls. No, I bring Rihanna because she's good one. Cool. She, she knows she likes to chill out, you know, puff, puff it down. I feel like we can <laughs> get along. Um, and who would be the fifth person? Hmm. Hmm. Make the stallion. No, no, no. Interestingly enough, I think we're gonna learn some interesting things with her in this Tory Tory lane. Yes, ma'am. I told y'all he ain't doing. Listen, this is a tangent. This is a tangent. This is a tangent. But you know, I told folks, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know him. Go back, and listen to the him. tape. We was bashing that man. I don't know. Well, we he's still trying. His last album was amazing. We're, we're no, no, no. We were working off of whatever information was given to us at alternative facts we're working off i mean we they haven't yet been proven alternative but it was a sneaking suspicion um but i mean hey anyway back to back to the bunkers right so now i'm just dying um uh who from my musical entertainment like um joe scott ari lennox mariah the scientist Mariah Carey. Luke James. He's got a beautiful voice. He can sing. He, he can, can sing. sing. Yeah, he would be great entertainment. All right, done. Done. My bunker is finished. There you go. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. mom and dad and brother. Sad. 
For me, so um, someone has, there has to be a farmer. So we need a farmer. Someone who can not just grow food, but they can grow greens. Like, mm-hmm. you know, farmer. After the farmer, I think that I, um, I would need, um, I would need someone who is like a handyman, like, like a, like someone who can build things. Um, we need a warrior, baby. We need, he could be, he could be whatever. We're going to need somebody with some heart, you know, with some, and, and like the willingness to, I don't know, maybe take out a wild animal so that we can eat who knows. Right. Um, then I think, um, obviously that, that just leaves me in one other slot. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. There's my mama, there's all kinds of, I don't know. I would have to like, see what the vibes are giving in that season. <laughs> I would hold the ticket until. <laughs> <laughs> You're not coming in my bunker. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm just like, cause we, cause we, the thought is that you're getting in this bunker, and when you get off of the bunker, we don't, nothing else exists, right? It was just you and whatever was in your bunker on that mm-hmm. land, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna need to set up shop when I get there, so I'm gonna need those people, and then maybe, maybe like somebody from my family. <laughs> it's okay, if it's not. You know, this is all in jest, all in jest. So <laughs> <laughs> somebody here this joint. I know. I'm not in your bunker. Fuck it. Right? Give me back my uh, lanyard from third grade. That's a tough question, though. You know, it's tough. We would want to. I would want to bring everything and everyone, but we know that's not possible. Yeah, I mean, but there'll be other bunkers, right? Hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> that that was a really good movie, though. Don't look up. Very was, I try to look up bunkers after the movie, and they're. Kind of expensive right now. I gotta, you know, put one put one on layaway or something like that. <laughs> what, like twenty k, thirty k, more than that? I think I sold like a hundred k for a bunker. Ouch. Well, at the rate our new mayor, because I'm the mayor of Calitoville, which is like a sub <laughs> herb of Brooklyn. Well, we we uh we annexed East Flatbush. Um, but the current mayor, Eric Adams, is already turning New York into a doomsday kind of place with the shit he's doing. I mean, to start, he is already trying to force people back into work with this uh, hybrid three-day type situation. People are getting sick on the train, getting a, the Rona via the train because of the congestion. And now, I mean, it's bad if he's ready to about bringing back stop and frisk, but now he's also bringing his brother Derek Adams I mean Bernard Adams to serve on his NYPD as deputy commissioner and then he's also out here calling uh restaurant workers unskilled and basically insulting their intelligence and saying that they can't work in the office not knowing that a lot of them do have college degrees and are usually working in restaurants as a means to an end so He's off to a rocky start. I'm hoping that he proves me wrong and actually does incredible work. But his grade from me right now is a calm 
C minus. A calm C minus. Okay. Generous. This, 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 the C was for calm? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Eric Adams is giving me exactly what I thought he would give me. Folks be surprised that these niggas be exactly who we thought they were gonna be. I'd be blown away. Like how y'all surprised? Like he's been a cop kind of guy for a long time. Um, I didn't let the the the, the weight loss transformation fool me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, right now he's not looking so great. Um, in terms of um some of the latest media faux pas what we're calling people low skilled and because i mean the whole country especially during the pandemic but specifically in new york city like these to go things that we were doing during the pandemic and like you know these restaurants were like these these our whole society like fell apart when you don't have people who run the essential functions of the of whatever business you know what i mean and so to call them um to insinuate that they're of low intelligence is just really stupid. It's just like really, really dumb. Um, like no thinking, no thought. No thought, no thought. But, you know, whatever. And um, and then the stop and frisk, I have spoken to some people who, you know, they're for it because apparently the violence in New York City has like skyrocketed or something. <laughs> I'm just like, they didn't do anything to change what's happening with the actual officers. So why would we think that stopping for 2.0 would not have 1.0 problems? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's fucking up all over the place, but we expected that. And so I guess my grade for him is, um, <laughs> I will give him, I'm going to give him a D plus. <laughs> ah. I'll give him a I'm going to give plus. him an F. An F? An F. Because, I already know he's going to fail the rest of the four years. So why try to give him a passing grade now when I know he's going to continue to fail? Y'all were very generous with your grades. (laughs) He just made his brother (laughs) the deputy police commissioner. Mm -hmm. Like, clearly we all know that nepotism goes on in these things, but such a prominent position so early on he does not give a fuck he doesn't give a fuck he's like a politician's politician somebody tweeted we haven't had a politician that liked being in politics for like 20 years because bloomberg was a businessman and he was just here to get this money and money and get money for himself you know and bill de blasio just didn't know what the fuck he was doing he was just there when he was he in over was, his head. He was a poor guy. Yeah, he was no. in over his head from the beginning. But Eric Adams is here to be seen. Yep. And just the, I've, you've got a mayor with swagger. That's what gives the city swagger. Actually, no one cares about swag. We just want jobs. We want money. Safety. We want safety. You know, like, no one cares how we do it. If we're swaggy or not. Well, don't uh, say safety too loud because that's why he's out here with the stop and frisk stuff. Well, of I want safety from the police. <laughs> oh, okay. And, and he knows like he's not going to cut, cut any police budgets. If anything, he's going to make it stronger. He's going to mm-hmm. put all the statistics to make us fearful that, you know, we're in danger. And 
you know, to be honest, I don't understand why everybody talks about crime statistics going up, but they never talk about the level of poverty that people are in being in direct correlation. Not that, oh, there's more guns, there's more this or whatever going on. There's poor people and they need resources. So they resort to crime more often. In any case, I'm a positive person. So I will remain hopeful that he does not put policies into place that will be even more detrimental to us than previous. If anything, let him be just as bad as de Blasio. Not Not worse. worse. (laughs) I agree. I pray. I pray for a New York City. And I'm, but although I'm just not, it's, I just don't understand. I told y'all the man went on the mic and said he will be the next New York City mayor and then dropped the mic. It was just cocky. It was like everything that he is. That moment, I just just saw it. I saw, I saw it. Everything. I saw it. He's been doing that. He'd been doing that for years. He'd been doing that for years. Um, You know, kind of like, hinting that he was going to be somebody something. He's been doing dropping little little tidbits for a long time now. I get man, manifestation clearly. If y'all don't believe yeah. in manifestation, believe it's in a real that. thing. It's a real thing. But jeez, why does it have to be us? I don't and know. And he's going to make it so that it's tough to have another black mayor in in that office. That's really No, I think he's going to he's going to win over the upper crusty people because I think he's going to be a law and order guy and my dad loves him give him a chance give the black man a chance I'm like get out of here older Caribbean folk love that kind of authoritarian presence in the city until Mm. it's their youngling being stopped and frisked and then it's like well what what were you doing when they stopped you right like there's no sense of, hey, there's injustice happening. And yeah. I think that to everything you said about, you know, the refunding of the police, I think he's going to like refund, you know, and empower the NYPD to feel like they can damn near ride down the street with tanks, do what they want. Crime mm-hmm. really hasn't spiked as crazy. And they've admitted that last year, Dermot Shea, and de Blasio admitted that crime isn't as high as they had said it, but it was out of gaslighting in order to, to try to roll back bill reform. So that narrative that crime is so high is BS. But again, you know, when you got folks reading the New York Post, instead of doing actual research, you know, that's what you wind up with is, you know, a lot of narratives and fear mongering. So I'm hopeful that I'm wrong and that this man actually does something that is worthy of praise. But until then, I will save my heels for the Queens and save my heels <laughs> to the Queens. Um, as, as many of y'all know, um, January is a special time in black Greek life. Cause you got mm-hmm. tree organizations with founders dates in January, you got the Reds, the K's, and the Zetas. So I'm gonna say my annual message. Shout out to Larib, you know, um, Soro and all that. 
Shout out to the lovely Reds that co-host this with me. Shout out to the Zetas I've known and know. You know, I actually know a lot of skinny Zetas that don't fight over stakes. So um, that's a good thing. I would like, on behalf of the Stereo Bros podcast, <laughs> I would like to apologize to Zeta Phi Beta. No, but let me finish my thought. Comment. We have we have great listeners who are Zetas. Shout out to Anchor. Shout out to everybody. The joke was, you know, years back, the Zetas down south fought over a steak at a barbecue. <laughs> so I was just saying that the Zetas I know don't fight over food. And it just spirals out of control just now because of Jazzy. Stepping in, trying to undercut me. That's what Kevin Samuels be talking about. <laughs> As a high-value man, I should not be interrupted when I'm making my point. See? That level of miscommunication has now caused a rift in the world. I'm not editing that out either. So if I get ran down on, just know that it's on you. I um, I was at that barbecue. You were at that barbecue, girl? So tell us what happened. (laughs) I was was not near the thing. I just I was like other people word had trickled around the park that the there was a big fight because it was somebody took a steak from somebody's dean or something like that <laughs> and then yeah I don't have no extra details I don't know I don't know any of that stuff but but I'm still with you Jack it's facts okay PNL was not falsely reporting Listen. Nah, not at all come on I got love no. for the Zetas man I still you know still you know let's not let's leave the those jokes behind okay listen it's okay shout out to all of the all of the january founding dates shout out to the to the sg rose as well although y'all november is all love is love i got love yeah. for my my sister queens and all that let's not get you know too carried away i don't want to get <laughs> semi-canceled like yeah i did lawrence when you found out he had a white girlfriend that was hating that man until he got cheated a on wife, of that. a wife a white wife. You can't help what you love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's married? Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. To a white woman. Wow. <laughs> I don't know why I even brought that up. <laughs> but do you ladies have any other thoughts on the January foundings and anything you want to say to your sorrows or your homies and all that kind of stuff? Um... Again, one of the best decisions I've ever made. Thank you, Delta Sigma Theta. Thank you, Pro Fights, for choosing me. Um, I interestingly enough, my chapter is hosting like this like virtual like stroll session. So me and my line sister like made a stroll. And I'm like, yo, it's been a minute since I strolled. And yeah. I've been on my Peloton, but the results are not showing with the cardio and the strolling. And like, I am like, what was I doing in 2005 and six and seven? But I love it. Some of the best times of my life, best relationships, best, you know, friendships, sisterhood that I could get. And, you know, would highly recommend 10 out of 10, you know? Yeah. Right. Like I, uh, yeah, I, I I second that sentiment. I love that people know the vibes when they meet me. You know what I'm saying? Like they like they know they peg the org each and every time. I'm grateful. 
I'm grateful for my sister, you know, the experiences I've had, like, you know, I've stepped, I've played a bunch of different roles. That's always been really great. You know, shout out to all the, the, the friendships that I've made across sororities too. Um, Cause I think we don't talk about that enough. Like there's some, you know, obviously like the rib, um, you know, anchor, we said a few, like, it's just, I love when, when there's a sister Greek relationship because, you know, the dudes will try it back when we were stepping, you know, folks would love at the time out of New York, it was just us and like Z list. Right. And between us, we never had any issues. Right. Like a few of us were really cool. So, um, but you know, when you're stepping, it's time to step now, you know what I'm saying? So folks would try and the folks are almost always fraternity members. <laughs> Yo, those guys, right. Who? It was those guys, right? Those yo guys. No, I mean, listen, they were they they did all the calls. They were from everywhere too, because I think guys just, you know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But what it looked like, they, you know, if they could take a joke and be like, yo, you know, so and so said y'all show wasn't as good, y'all need to, you know, things oh, like man. that. And we'd be like, shut the fuck up, she didn't say that shit. Like we always chose the higher ground, which is what um which is what I've appreciated most. So I guess that's my last little bit on that. It's a shout out to all the sister Greek friends that I've made, the ones that have always been about whatever principles their organization is about. Uh we love to see it. And yeah. Uh nah, that's love. I still watch uh watch the y'all stroll videos because Especially down south, they still be strolling. I was never a fan of like really watching the step show. It's way too too long. I got mm-hmm. a very short attention span, but I could watch mm-hmm. like a stroll show because this shit is like seven minutes max. So yeah, <laughs> shout out to all the Greeks and shout out to the art of the art of stepping is disappearing because we have no attention spans. I, listen, I did two step shows and best shape I've been in, in my life, but I hated step practice. Um, and I didn't like stepping like it was it was all right but it was mad practice and, and day of the show should go mad quick it was like a fucking wedding you, you practice shit <laughs> so much and it should go quick um yeah. and you know i never even thought about trying to join like the a-team or nothing like that my mm-hmm. lb was on it for a little while actually a few of my lbs was on the a-team but i'm like now you niggas care too much about that shit i got i'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm trying to get some paper i ain't trying to be out here traveling stepping with you nah and I wasn't even a strong stepper like that. I ain't, I ain't gonna act like I was like a, a five star stepper. Nah, I was probably like a. I was alright, but I I wasn't dedicated to that shit enough. But I could get a couple strolls off because the strolls is where you really got your, yeah. You know I mean, got your smooth your smoothness on, right? Yeah, man. It was listen that 07 to to two thousand ten. Buy you a drink, um, big shit popping. What you know about that, like. Man, th- that was the fucking, that was the, that was the, like, those are the days. fraternity stroll will always be Annie up. Oh, yeah, that's an easy one, too. I can do that right now. <laughs> P&L is, is, is strolling, guys. Yeah, so. man. Um, <laughs> And then we used to make our own, like, our own local strolls and then go to other schools and do that shit. Yo, what's that? It's a road stick only stroll. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but, so but it was fun it was fun and then of course of course we would still like show people the stroll and that kind of stuff but it was just like it was fun I think you know 
what I what I appreciated about my time in, in Greek dumb on the yard with respect to sororities was I saw some women join sororities and it kind of brought the best out of them. It made them more, I don't want to say ladylike, but it kind of made them carry themselves differently on campus. And I think the only thing I didn't like is in Albany, we never really had all four black Greek sororities. Like the mm-hmm. Rose was there for a little while when I was there. Zetas was there. The K's came towards the end of my time. But we never had no no reds on the yard. So that was kind mm-hmm. of annoying because, and I knew like old head reds that worked on, on camps, but we never had like no actual undergrad reds to kind of like be elbow to elbow with unless had Shepsu and team came to see the Kappas, then, uh, you know, <laughs> that was the end of it. Cool once. Huh? I feel like we stepped at your school once. You probably did, but y'all, yeah. y'all always showed up and showed mad love. And, yeah. you know, shout out to my yodies too, because the Kappas never tried to hate. They never tried to be on some naughty with us. It was never none of that. It was like, yo, would you mind letting them into my room? Um, mm-hmm. Come through, grab some drinks. Like, it was always, like, yeah. one thing I can appreciate about undergrad too is I had a great yard. It was always love. It was never really no, like, Y'all static. It was people coming from other schools that would be with that dumb shit. And we'd immediately quash that. Like, nah, we don't do that here. Like, everybody gets along in, in Albany. So, hail to the Queens. I've been to the hail to the Queens party at RIT. It was a party that I created not, that RIT then took. True. Wait. Not true at all. So, who created it then? Because I remember I created it. Pro Fights created it. It died out as chapters. You know what year? Oh seven, right? Oh <laughs> seven. <laughs> nah, they used to do it in the nineties, and then oh, okay. You know, so different so, people left the yard, and when they came back, we started it back up. That was a cool party, and <laughs> RIT was far as hell. But you guys had good parties. Stony was far as hell, but you guys had good parties. I've been thrown out of a few Stony parties, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Hofstra parties, but uh, you guys had good parties. Tony Brook was amazing. Yeah, no, nah, it was, was cool. Great. It was cool. You know, started a fight at an RIT party. I did not do any such thing. You did. I did no such thing. I was what you call an, an angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on that note, <laughs> had Sepsu, you got one of them say words for us? Ladies and gentlemen, Say Word is a segment where we pay homage to vintage Brooklyn vernacular. Um, And so today's word, if we're ready, everyone drum roll, please. Today's word is tight. Oh, yes. Okay, tight means very, very, very angry. (laughs) 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 
with any of the stereo bros like to use the word tight in a sentence. Don't all jump at the same at the same time. <laughs> I mean, I'll let Jazzy try. If not, I got my sentence ready to go. Well, you, you always do. Just always. go. Okay. I mean, I, listen, I'm trying to share the spotlight. That's all. Um, no. But here goes it. Yo, this shit getting me tight, man. Fuck, yo. Called her 10 times. She ain't her fucking phone yet. She ain't her fucking jack, yo. The fuck? <laughs> that was tight. like 27. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you. Uh, you gave me monologue, and we were just... <laughs> we were looking for the one. You gave us full monologue. We appreciate the enthusiasm. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, tight. Okay? No. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. So, unfortunately, you know, another legendary man in the world, Sidney Poitier, has left the physical at the, what was he, 91 or 94? 94, they said. 94 years young. And that man had been around for a very long time, doing what he was doing. Um, he's also a member of Alpha Five Fraternity Incorporated, just throwing it out there. But um, you know, rest in peace to the big homie because he definitely was a trailblazer doing his acting thing back when it was not that easy to do that. Also a great civil rights activist and just you know a great man in the world. So condolences to him and his family on you know loss of a tremendous man. Um MLK Day will be here by the time or be approaching by the time you guys hear this. And I just finished the Godfather of Harlem season two, which is an epic show on epics. And what I kind of want to challenge our stereo bros listeners to do, and don't just treat it as a three day weekend. Don't throw a party with MLK on a flyer or some, you know, some wild shit like that, or don't put MLK in a do-rag on your, your Zoom screen. But actually, think about a way to improve your community such that his dream can be manifested. And you can do with that with you, you can do with that whatever you want to. You know I mean, think about the fact that we're losing a lot of pioneers in the game. Betty White just you know transcended as well. Right. So think about what you can do on an everyday basis, one time or recurring to actually help materialize MLK's dream. Mm. That's beautiful, PL. Why thank you. Why thank you. You're welcome. Yes, the, it's really sad to see legends go, you know, but um and I think that sometimes the piece that feels the heaviest is that you you're kind of like okay so who's up next or like what do we got you start looking at your roster like what's what's a like are we working with anything just as great um and i think we do have a lot of great talent um a lot of great leaders and such right now um is it the one have we seen have we seen some you know ascend i guess to some of the heights that we've seen dr king and Med Gavis and I mean, even if we looked at Sidney Poitier and what he's done in in um, theater and film, um, do we have those? I think we do. I think we have a few. So um, 
we want to just continue to honor the ancestor and speak more life into a few of the people who are trying to 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 follow in said footsteps, I guess. Right? So that's all I got on it. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. He was from the Bahamas too. I didn't know that. I did not know that either. Big up the West Indies. Okay. All right, well, new music. I will graciously <laughs> let one of you lovely ladies uh, pick your song selection first. Okay. Okay, I'll go first. I have a little new ditty from a not-so-known artist by the <laughs> name of Nas. Oh, and <laughs> Cut her mic off. By the name <laughs> PNL hates my commercial popular music. I'm sorry. I don't I don't listen to the underground. I don't. But I really like Nas's new album. It's bro-man music. So my choice is Nas the Truth from his new album, Magic. Thank you. Nice. There you go. Um has Shepsu, do you want to go next or you want me to go? Um, I have it. I just, I don't have to read it. Um, so this got sent to me by a friend of mine. It's called Kuse Kuse by Zafar and IDA. Um, now it's giving Afrofuturistic vibes. Like it's very tribal beats, you know, not, um, not a lot of, not very lyric heavy, but it's a it's a bop. It's a bop. I, I can tell by the way you even brought it up that that shit probably is fire. Yeah, and I, it's it's a it's like really good. <laughs> and I'm a Nas fan too, Jazzy. So you know you, you have a great pick. You had a great pick too. Thank you. I mean, I gotta you know pay homage, hail to the queens when I can, and all that. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> <laughs> my song this week is OTI new to me. It's from YNW B Slime. <laughs> Y-N-W That's young Young nigga world B-Slime Okay what? <laughs> And it's called Just Want You So it's a kitty bop um, This Y-N-W group is a bunch of guys That rap and you know they talk all that Bloom blam blam But this guy actually talks a lot of like romantic Like teeny bopper teenage love songs So I found a song by accident because I was actually listening to this snippet of a King Vaughn song that's actually like a, um, it's like halfway a love song. I, th- um, I, thought, I thought we'd uh, rid you of the, all the... No, but the I don't listen to any kind of hardcore music. I listen to like love songs from hardcore people though. So the, the, the King Vaughn song was, she fell in love with a shooter. I caught that girl playing with my Glock. <laughs> So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> and then the next suggestion was B Slime on stage with King Vaughn saying, I'm like, oh, this song is fire. So then I'm like, damn, what's the name of that song? And I go in the comments, and of course, there's that hero in the comments. There's always a hero in the comments. We're like, what's the name of that song? And it was like, YNW, B Slime, Just Want You. And I found that, and I played it like 15 times in a row in the car, and LaRib was like, yo, what are you doing? I'm like, you know what I do? I find a song. I play it until I'm tired of it. 
This is that song right now. It's two years old. <laughs> but to me, it's brand new because I just found it. So once I find it, it's new to me. I officially discovered him and, he, and his song, so you're welcome. Thank you. Thank no you, Pina. Any Anything you know, for the people. King Von, I got on I got on to King Von after he passed, too. And I was like, wow. Yeah. These aren't, aren't too bad. I couldn't get into his music like that, honestly, but that one song, that one that one love song where she fell in love with a shooter, I caught that girl playing with my Glock. I'm like, okay. And it, so that, that snippet that hasn't been released is King Vaughn, play that. Like, I don't play that. But it's a like a Lovey Lusty song. I'll let y'all find that for yourselves and you, and you can tell me if y'all agree that it's a love song because they think I'm out here still listening to like, you know, shoot them up, bang, bang, blah, blah, boo, blah, blah, bang, boom, music, and I'm not. So. She fell in love with a shooter. I caught her playing with my Glock. Yes. And then okay. the next line, I'm not going to say it, but it's like, she asking me who is so-and-so, just know that I smoke him a lot. Wow. Don't ask, Jazzy. Yeah. It's just nod and agree. Okay. No, no, but I don't I don't condone none of that kind of stuff. That's you know, anywho. So those are those are music selections. Um I'll tell you off mic, Jazzy. Thank you. Um <laughs> nah, it's all good. Those are musical selections. My parting words this week are stay home, let me stay home. Right? Stop like don't ask me to go nowhere if you ain't <laughs> If you ain't got the protocols and rapid testifications, and even then, I'm, I'm, bro, sis, I'm not, I'm not going nowhere. I'm not going nowhere. Only places I'm going to is for places like Hatshep Soup and Shantae Linkups for some Soup Jumu or some <laughs> Jazzy Crib for some Pepper Pot. Shout out to my Haitian. Grenadian Connect GT Mac, all that for getting my pepper pot. Like it means so much to me to know that sub tweets work because I was subbing the shit out of y'all on the gram. He really did. He bullied us. Came through. He really bullied us. Really? No, nah, I'm not a bully. I don't like bullies. All I do is add a calm suggestion, and in life they say, "Like I'm dead ass." Like you got 24 hours to confirm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in life you don't like if you don't ask for it. You don't get it. Just like how these women in, in cast facts pages be like, I can't go on the date if you don't pay for my hair and nails. So that's really, that's really my part in words. <laughs> Fellas, watch out for these Beggy Bundies and ladies, don't be a Beggy Bundies. Ladies, if you ask, am I like, if you have to ask, am I a Beggy Bundy? You probably are. No man has to keep you. Now, it, it'd be great if he keeps you on his own volition, but sipping is dead. We, we said that in episode 26. It's episode 72, 73 now. Sipping is dead. Ladies, get your own. I don't want to see you taking pictures of your, your chop house plates and then your mom got the top latch on or is telling you Shane babysitting talk crow no more. Handle your fucking priorities. It's 2022. What are we doing out here? Fellas, be safe. I, yeah, turn. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
was a lot of part words. That was a lot of part words, I know. I was like, let me make sure that you cleared the stage there. Um, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I My parting words are, um, it's still winter. So here and folks folks feel energized to do things but typically the season calls for rest it calls for strategy it calls for intuition you know so i would encourage you if you have lots of energy to spare then you should probably invest that in strategizing and in like optim- optimizing your rest that is great advice mm, that's great um, you know i try you know i Try. <laughs> you begin us right. Um, I recently had a family member pass away, Rest and in peace. it had me reflecting on like our ancestors and like just having another one in the atmosphere to look over me. Had me thinking about generational curses and really breaking those things. And that's an important thing. I think many of us are the generation to break many generational curses. And we need to pat ourselves on the back for that because it's intentional and it is needed. And it is the work that sometimes we're called to do. And, you know, you shouldn't take it lightly. So if you're a person breaking generational curses, in your family, pat yourself on your back and thank your ancestors for bringing you this far. Okay, purr, big purr. That was that was a beautiful message. That was really good. I was doing my spirit fingers from uh. <laughs> you, <laughs> from but, uh you, you were saying it's important to know that sometimes um the breaking of a generational curse isn't just some heavy work. Sometimes you having joy or like, you know, pleasure, that's yes. breaking a curse. Yes. You know, yes. you breaking a curse sometimes. So, you know, and it, it you'll know you're breaking it because you don't feel like you deserve that shit. <laughs> that's why you got to go out there and buy random shit that you probably shouldn't, <laughs> but do that, like do that shit. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. For all the time, the light was, was, was cut off and you had to eat mayonnaise sandwiches and use food stamps. Spend that money responsibly though. Mm-hmm. You see, we were go we were going this way and then I know, <laughs> I know. Come on. It takes a hard, that hard left. I just never know. I mean, they made me mayor. What you want me to do? I'm like Eric Adams, like <laughs> hot take king. <laughs> uh, no, Eric Adams ain't king and shit at this moment. Now, if I run into Bernard or Derek or oh my God. <laughs> any of his stooges. It's only January 7th. <laughs> He's only been there seven days. I don't understand. Like, yeah. it's... <sighs> yeah. Oh, and just, man. And then it was his first 100 days and he was sending executive orders out like they were like thank you letters. <laughs> he was just sending executive orders out, so... I mean, we're just looking at the same thing again. I mean, the one thing, too, is because we're in the age of information, I think we get to see this play out. Things that probably wouldn't play out as prominently back in the days is playing out, you know, front and center. So we we can react in real time, 
right? Like the Kennedys was in with the mob and <laughs> boy was president and RFK would have been president too, right? Like, and that was the sixties. That wasn't that long ago. Right. Um, Nixon did some wild shit in the sixties and seventies. Well, really the seventies, right? Like it wasn't that long ago. Reagan was doing the most boy was, he was the, he was the, the plug, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just that it didn't play out, you know, the same way that things are playing out now. But if you take any of them guys from the 60s and 70s and or the 80s and you put them on screen now, they probably wouldn't have lasted that long in office. Or maybe they would have because with, with Trump here now, who knows? But that's my little uh, two cents on that. Um, black people, stereo bros, we appreciate y'all listening. Make sure you tapped in and subscribed on our socials, stereo underscore bros all over your Twitter, your IG, or just hit stereobros.com for all our merch and our content. Over and out. No matter where we're fierce, we must fear the moment of truth, baby.